Hello, welcome to the Nisha Jackson Show. I'm I'm not Nisha Jackson. She's she's Nisha Jackson, and it is a pleasure to have you here on the program. Um, always something new, always something exciting, always something that's going to help you with some learning. And uh, this week is no different. Before we get into the topic, we're talking about something called Hashimoto's disease, which I'm hearing a lot about, Nisha. First, I want to remind you, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, wherever you find us, please subscribe. And uh, YouTube, also, you're probably seeing, uh, you could be seeing us on Roku or Apple TV or any of those places. So please subscribe and share and let people know about uh, Nisha who is totally addicted to uh, coffee, but uh, knows her stuff. We even did a show about coffee. If you missed that one, how you doing? I have, I have no, I have no guilt about drinking coffee. I don't put any garbage in it. It's just good espresso. Good old fashioned coffee. Nothing. So are you like a sick sugar kind of gal? No, I don't put any sugar in it. (laughs) Ew. You don't oh, come on. Like, if I accidentally sugar. take a drink of somebody else's whatever coffee concoction and it has sugar in it, I almost throw up. Seriously, it's disgusting. Not that I don't like sugar. Trust me. I okay. love sugar, but I don't want sugar in my coffee. My dad told me I, I started drinking coffee when I was 10, 9. Uh-huh. And my dad said I couldn't drink coffee unless I learned how to drink it black. Thank you, daddy. Um <laughs> That I never. <laughs> but that was probably his way of trying to, tr- to get you to not drink it, right? Thank, thank you, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, funny. All right. So yeah. I'm hearing this word a lot lately. I'd never heard mm-hmm. it before. And all of a sudden it popped up. Hashimoto's. Yes. Um, what is this? And is it, am I just like a bit out of the loop? Because this has been around for a long time. Or is all of a sudden there a explosion of Hashimoto's? What? Tell me a little bit about this. Well, Hashimoto's is becoming more prevalent because we're testing for it more. Um, I do think because our environment is becoming a little bit more toxic and our lifestyle is becoming more toxic, which is really a big, you know, that's kind of a a popular topic that we try to cover almost every show about how to keep your body clean and and be sort of a, um, an advocate for your own health, right? So one of the things that, that you have to do is to protect your body. Because if you don't protect your body and you don't take some of these things seriously, things like autoimmune, something called autoimmune disorders can start creeping in when you least expect it. So the autoimmune um, syndromes, there's many of them, and we're discovering more and more. Each year, we're discovering more autoimmune disorders. The immune system is really designed to attack and remove harmful invaders in your body. That's basically, for lack of better descriptions, the, the, the job of the immune system, right? That, that's what it does. But when the immune system becomes compromised in some way, and that could be um, uh, for people high stress, lack of sleep, poor diet, genetic, pre- genetic predisposition, when the immune system becomes uh, invaded or or uh, hyperactive or compromised in some way, then the actual immune system can start attacking glands in your body, different glands in your body. And this okay. particular syndrome called Hashimoto's, which uh, is is particular uh, syndrome that attacks just the thyroid. So it's it's a syndrome that we're just going to talk about autoimmune disorders today in relationship to the thyroid. Okay, so um, how does this affect somebody? What does it do to them? And is it more prevalent in men or women? Yes, it's much more prevalent in women. It's actually about five to eight times more prevalent in women. 
And uh, it's the most common autoimmune disorder in women today. So they say that one in five women are going to be affected by Hashimoto's or some type of thyroid disorder in their lifetime. One in five. Wow. So it's really, really That's common. Huge. Right. I actually think it's more common than that because if you think about the thyroid gland, which is a little butterfly-shaped gland in your neck, if you think about your thyroid being very susceptible to stress and stress being one of the things that can compromise your immune system and your gut health, therefore your immune system, if you think about that and you think about where people are today with their lifestyle and their eating habits and what they're breathing in and putting on their body and lack of sleep and all the things that are happening to them, it's no wonder that their thyroid isn't becoming more compromised. If thyroid is one of the worst, if, if stress is one of the worst things for the thyroid. Yeah, so it, it's, it's not too, it's not too un, unbelievable, really. Uh, what, what's shocking is something you're saying I, that I'd never heard before during probably the most stressful time in my life a few years ago, I had a thing uh, and nobody knew what it was. And, they were, and I, it, it took a long time to figure it out and, and went and, and had surgery. And they found out that my body was attacking my jugular vein. And I, I mean, it was, it was horrible. And, right. and so no one mentioned that could have been stress related. They just yes. said, well, we don't know what happened. Well, the thing is, is that if you think about, I know it's it sounds so simple, and I'm not sure why more medical professionals are not paying attention to how stress affects the body, because we've had thousands of studies that have been produced showing stress affects literally every single area of your body, but we don't really spend any time in the medical offices talking to patients about what can we do to manage your stress? Instead of just giving you a drug, what can we do to really turn it around? Because here's the deal, Rusty, when you get an autoimmune disorder, so basically Hashimoto's is when, you're, when, you're, when your immune system becomes compromised and then your immune system starts attacking your thyroid and making it just go really wonky meaning it might be your thyroid might run high and then it might run low. And high is the exact opposite of low as far as the symptoms go. And there's many things that can lead to this. And, and I'd like to go through some of those, yeah. some of those triggers. Now, is the term wonky, should, is that the official medical term? Yeah, that's a really cool medical term <laughs> that I like to use. It's, you know, it's one that everybody understands, wonky. Exactly. It's up and down, up and down. Um and it's really disturbing because when you first get Hashimoto's, there's several stages, but when you first get Hashimoto's, one of the stages that you go through can lead to like anxiety um, and racing heart, but then intense fatigue. So it's almost like it's going back and forth between high and low thyroid, even though it might not actually be showing up in a blood so test. So you, you feel like you have to sleep for all day long kind of thing? Yes, but then it's followed by this almost like inability to turn your brain off and go to sleep and lots of anxiety. So not everybody gets that, but that's one of the common signs of thyroid disorder and, and autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's. Okay. Um, it's It does run in families, and we think it may run in families because if you think about people being raised in the same home – and maybe they were, maybe they uh, grew up next to an orchard where there was over uh, planes flying over spraying the fields or pesticides and herbicides were being used close to them. Um, maybe they were using cleaning chemicals in the home or something in the home that maybe predisposed the entire family to this. So these are called endocrine disruptors. And pesticides, herbicide, cleaning products, and we did a whole show on how to stay clean, stay green. 
Um, but these products, things that you put on your body, um, that you're that you're breathing in, that you're ingesting, all of these things that your body doesn't doesn't recognize. So any, anything that your body doesn't recognize, and I don't care if that's red dye number whatever it is, or it's or it's or it's uh, uh, foods that are filled with preservatives and additives. Or it's it's um, you're not putting gloves on when you're using cleaning chemicals, or you're using cleaning chemicals in your home that your body um, has no use for. I just saw when, a movie. They were talking about Teflon. That Teflon is really really bad. It is awful. It is awful. I still have a couple of those I need to get rid of. Yeah. But anyway, um, when 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 your body becomes overexposed to this, and you're in the same home with several siblings, we think that might be why it runs in the family. But there does seem to be a genetic predisposition to this. So we don't know if it's just because people were raised in the same home or around in the same area, like you know, multi generational, or if it, there really is a genetic predisposition to it. But but there does seem to be a run in the family. In fact, often if somebody comes in to me in the office and they say, "My mother has Hashimoto's." my sister has Hashimoto's or they have some other kind of autoimmune disorder, I always check them even if they don't have symptoms because you want to catch this early. You want to catch this autoimmune disease, actually any autoimmune disease, you want to be diagnosed early because there's so much you can do to um, protect your body, kind of like armor up your body so that you don't go on to get more autoimmune disorders. Wait, Having, now, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, I was just going to say having one autoimmune disorder can lead to many others. It puts you more at risk. Wow. So we don't, we don't want people to be more at risk for other autoimmune disorders, um, especially lupus. Uh, we don't want people to be um, more at risk for rheumatoid arthritis. These are auto, other autoimmune chronic fatigue. Um, Epstein-Barr virus, um, and many people, I've actually had Epstein-Barr virus. I, I had it when I was pregnant with my second child, which is not something you want to get when you're pregnant. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I had that, I, I was diagnosed with that, a pretty severe case of it early in my pregnancy, which was really, really, really scary. And um, But even having the Epstein-Barr virus, so if anyone listening to this has had been diagnosed with Epstein-Barr or uh, reoccurrent cases of mono, and I've had mono four times. They say you can only get it once. I've had it four. Wow. And yeah, <coughs> excuse me. So and there it you, is there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Nisha does not have mono right now. No. That's good. Not, That's good. I'm feeling spunky. I don't have mono. I actually, I actually learned a lot <laughs> through all of this because this was in my earlier years before I really started practicing in this area of medicine. So, so, is, this, so is this kind of one 80s. of your expertises? I mean, if somebody's got Hashimoto's, you want to go see Nisha. Is that kind of one of the things that you'd like to? Well, you you, you want to see somebody who really understands how to treat the whole body. You don't have to see me. You don't even have to see anybody at our at our medical offices at One Peak Medical. You need to see someone who can diagnose, um, diagnose it and treat the whole body. I, I always wonder, you know, when you send a friend or somebody to go to talk uh, to a doctor about this and you go to a regular doctor, are they going to say the same things <clears throat> as as a specialist like you would say? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they tend to, you know, have, you know, kind of uh, stop their education. They kind of, I've went to medical school, I've learned it, I don't need to know anything else, is kind of the uh, attitude yeah. I get when I go to doctors. Well, I think that, I think that what, and I, I hate to generalize, but I think where we're at today is in medical offices, and this is not a generalization because there's some wonderful medical providers out there and they are, everybody is strapped for time. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. It, everyone's strapped for time. 
And so, and this is a this is a very convoluted subject. It's a very broad subject, and and you have to uh, you have to address all of the issues. We prefer to see people often so that we can give them little pieces of information as we go on and treat them, rather than try to bombard them with all this information because most people can't remember all this stuff, right? So. But I think the problem today is, Rusty, is that medical professionals are just interested in diagnosing and treating symptoms. And with autoimmune disorders, and this is not uh, always true of rheumatologists, which is the specialty that really evaluates and researches and treats autoimmune disorders. That's the primary specialty out there. But I think I think we're more interested in obtaining a diagnosis and treating symptoms rather than really getting to the root of the problem, like how many medical professionals out there are saying, we need to clean up your gut because if your gut isn't healthy, your immune system isn't healthy. And then we need to clean up your liver because if your liver is not healthy and it's too busy detoxifying all the crap that you're putting in your body. So all of the additives, preservatives, junk, sugar, flour, gluten, all of the inflammatory foods, if your liver is too busy taking care of all of those jobs for detoxification and it's not it's not um, converting hormones because that's one of the uh, what's one of the benefits of uh, that's one of the jobs of the liver is to convert hormones and one of the conversions that takes place in the liver is from T4 which is thyroid um, uh, storage thyroid into the active thyroid T3 and that's when things can get wonky right is that your thyroid is too busy working on all this other stuff that you're giving it to do every day and it's not working on the appropriate conversion of hormones. And that sounds kind of complicated, but it really isn't. If you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're eating a lot of sugar, you're eating all day long and never giving your gut a break, not doing the intermittent fasting, which I've talked about before. If you're not giving your gut a break and you're not giving your liver what it needs to do its job and you're overworking it with all of these other toxins you're putting in your body, you're going to get sick. And that is one of the main triggers of autoimmune disorder. Is there anything you can do to help the liver other than not eat the garbage? Yes. So I take a supplement. In fact, we're going to do one of our shows we're going to do soon is on particular supplements that help your gut. And one of them that I I love and I take regularly because I do I do like to have um, a drink, you know, now and then. And um, and so I want to make sure my liver stays healthy. And so I take a supplement, it's called liver C, and the main ingredient in that, and it's a good ingredient to remember to take even uh, periodically take it, like three weeks on, one week off, one month on, two weeks off, something like that where you're pulsing on and off of it, is milk thistle. Milk thistle is an herb that's very supportive to the liver and the liver functioning, and it does improve syndromes like fatty liver. So Rusty, most people that have you know, again, I hate to generalize, but 20 to 40 pounds of weight to lose, or you have a lot of fat around your middle section and you're not eating very well, the chances that you have fatty liver are very high. And if you have a layer, an extra layer of fat around your liver, it's going to get sluggish. It doesn't necessarily mean the lab tests will be abnormal when you test the liver, but it becomes sluggish. That means it's not doing its job. That means you're storing fat at a higher rate because Your liver is a detoxifying organ and it's a fat metabolizing organ. So now you're storing fat at a higher rate. You're getting even more fatty liver and it's not doing its job of clearing out the toxins and then you get toxic buildup and then you get things like autoimmune disorder. So that's kind of the connection in the medical office that I feel 
medical professionals should be addressing is they should be addressing the whole picture, not just saying, hey, lady, you got autoimmune disorder, you have Hashimoto's, we're just going to watch your thyroid levels and we're just going to see how you do. And that's what I hear. And then nothing gets, nothing happens. Right. We're just going to see how you do. We'll just watch the thyroid levels. And if they become abnormal, then we'll step in and we'll give you some thyroid medicine. But what about looking at the whole body? Like what, what about talking about this to this person? How much are you sleeping? And, and do you feel rested when you wake up in the morning? And what about all the other connected hormones? What about looking at a woman's progesterone level? Progesterone is very supportive to the thyroid. What about looking at what what about looking at testosterone and, and, and the other levels that are very much connected to the thyroid? Testosterone is very connected to the thyroid. So so I just feel like there's so much more we could do. And I that's what I like about this show is that we can give people something to think about. You know, and even if they're going to a medical professional, I don't think you should stop going to someone who's not giving you all the information. I just think you should become an advocate for your own health and start doing some of these things on your own. And the there, testosterone, no you su- why. The, the testosterone, you suggest that for women too? Yes. So when testosterone levels are low, it can also suppress thyroid function. And that's true for men and women. And besides the fact, women feel awful if their testosterone's low. It's, it's the hormone that gives women strength, internal strength and external strength. So they become more weak physically weak with age, but they also don't handle stress very well. They, they cry all the time and they, and they get really emotional and sensitive, like overly sensitive to everything. And, and often when we test them, their testosterone level is too low. And so there, there are some things you can do to help that. And it then ultimately it helps support the thyroid. So that's why I think looking at the whole picture is so important, especially with autoimmune disorders. But that is the first thing that we do in the office, Rusty, is we check all the levels, see where they're, see where a person is. If the thyroid comes back, and this is really kind of confusing, but I want to make sure I say it on this show. If the thyroid hormone levels, which primarily are T3 and T4, if, if those two levels are on the um, on one end of the normal range, and then the the other level, which is called TSH, which is a signal that comes from the brain. So if the TSH is is on one end, and the T3 and T4 are on the other end, or if they're or if they're mixed up, like they're opposite of what you think they should be, that's when we start saying. I wonder if this person has Hashimoto's, especially if they start having, if they have any other symptoms. So the, the, the profile, if it looks really unusual, because typically for low thyroid, you would have a high TSH and a low T3 and T4. That means that the brain's calling for more thyroid, which is the TSH and the T3 and T4 is very low. That's the thyroid output, the actual thyroid hormones that are made from your thyroid gland. So that when you have low thyroid, that's usually how you test out. That's how you test it out, Rusty. Your TSH right. was elevated and your T3 and T4 were low, below normal. Okay. But with Hashimoto's, often you see the opposite of that. So when you see the opposite of that, you start going, this isn't normal. Like the, the signal between the brain and the thyroid is wonky, right? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not connecting right. So then as a medical professional, you say, this person's not feeling good. That's why she's here. And these levels are opposite of what I would normally see for someone that would be diagnosed with low thyroid. So that's when you start saying, I need to see what's going on with this person. And you might order additional tests, which would be the autoimmune um, tests. We don't order them on everyone, 
um, because it's really not necessary to order them on everyone. But but you have to be somewhat curious and start putting the pieces of the puzzle together in order to identify what's going on. Okay, very important. Is somebody watching, and we're almost out of time here, and they think I might have Hashimoto's. <clears throat> what the first thing they do is call One Peak Medical, get a hold of Nish or whatever <laughs> people, and get an appointment. But while you're waiting for the appointment, what should we do? What should someone do to start on the path of getting better with Hashimoto's? Is there anything they can do on their own? Yes. And that's, that's another thing. You don't necessarily have to be seen at One Peak Medical. I can consult with you on your lab tests. If you just need a second opinion or you just need, you want me to look at your, I I do that a lot for people all over the world. And I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. That's, that's, that's one of the services that we offer in our office. So we, you don't have to be seen because sometimes you just need additional personal uh, advice, uh, medical advice. But most of what is out there is, is, is really helpful. And there's, there's many new books out there. In fact, I was going to show this one. This is a really good book. It's called The Thyroid Connection. And um, it's really well written. It talks about all types of thyroid disorders. And I really like this medical professional. Her, her name is Dr. Amy Meyer. She's pretty popular. But anyway, that's, that's a good book. There's excellent websites out there for Hash- Hashimoto's now. Um, but the main thing is we want to start looking at removing anything that the body doesn't recognize first. And so every time you put something on your body, you inhale something like gas fumes, diesel fumes, uh, excessive perfumes, paint, paint any, anything that you're putting on your skin or you're inhaling or you're putting in your body, you're eating or drinking – Ask yourself, does, does, is this a natural product that my body will recognize? Meaning, is there anything added into it? Now, unfortunately, Rusty, a lot of what people eat, drink, smell, and put on their body, they're, they're, there's no way their body would recognize it because it's just it's artificial. So the, the goal is to try to remove as much of the toxins from your body. So we take people off dairy, we take them off sugar, we take them off artificial sweeteners, soy, excessive caffeine, we take them off excessive alcohol, processed foods, all of those things that, that, that just cleans up your body. And this isn't something that they have to do forever, but when we're trying to arrest their symptoms and we're trying to get their, their antibody levels lower... That's what we do is we really clean up their system first. I mean, you mentioned almost everything I could think of. And then also perfume, too. Yes, excessive. Again, these are these are all of these things. The liver has to detoxify. And so we're trying to give the liver a break so it can do its job with converting hormones like thyroid hormones. And then there's lots of other things like I'm a big advocate of starting the morning with hot lemon water. So one full lemon or a half of lemon, sometimes people have to start, you know, with less lemon because it's pretty tart in warm water and drink it first thing in the morning. That's that's really important. Uh, Green smoothies so that you can get your green leafy vegetables in is really important. Um, uh, Beets. uh, I don't know how many people listening to the show like beets, but beets are very supportive to the thyroid. Uh, Beet pulp is and so are beets. Um, cilantro is a, a food that you should start adding to all of your salads because it's a natural chelating, I mean, it's a natural detoxifying hmm. uh, vegetable to use. Um, just adding more fiber in your diet is really important. So just going back to what we keep saying every time, Rusty, 50% of your diet should be 
should be vegetables because those are the fiber that you need for your gut and and the nutrients and the and the vitamins that you need for for better detoxification and also to improve your gut health. So um, and then there's a whole list of other things that we start going through to um, to boost the immune system. And one of the one of the prescriptions that we write for patients who have any autoimmune disorder, uh, including things like chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, is uh, low dose naltrexone, which is a which is a, a medication that's been out for many many years. But they identified when they lowered the dose from 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams, all the way down to two or four milligrams, so substantially less dose. It has to be compounded, but what they have found is that it's very supportive to the immune system. And I can't even tell you how many patients that I have diagnosed and my staff has diagnosed with autoimmune disorders that has had a complete turnaround in their symptoms by adding this prescription. And I use it myself. I have Hashimoto's and I use it myself. Uh, I use it in a cream form, but you can get it in a pill form. It's very inexpensive. Your medical professional can prescribe it for you. It's low dose naltrexone and it and and the initials are L D N N is in Nancy L D N and uh, it is it, it raises endorphin levels and um, the research in this area is completely exploding and and we're finding that it's helpful for weight loss we're finding that it's helpful to improve the immune system the mood the quality of sleep at night. So people who are in a lot of pain, especially physical pain from autoimmune disorders, gets quite a bit of benefit from not only cleaning up their system and taking away food allergy foods like dairy products, sugar, flour, but also adding LDN to their to their arsenal of things to uh, help combat the the autoimmune disorder. Would something that low of dose help somebody that doesn't have an autoimmune disorder or, or is that yeah. going overboard? Yeah, and, and unfortunately, Rusty, some people do have Hashimoto's, but they don't test positive on their antibodies. Like, for instance, we can see a patient that has many symptoms of what looks like not only low thyroid or abnormal thyroid, but th- it looks like they're just not recovering from low thyroid, like even with medication. And so, but they're not testing positive on the uh, on the antibodies, like they're not coming back elevated but we'll still put them on the protocol as if they had an autoimmune disorder and they get better. And then interestingly enough, later down the road, they might test positive. So there, there, there's some transient periods of time where the levels don't show up positive, but then they do later. Wow. So, so that's a big, that's a big health hack. I mean, that sounds like that's a huge thing. You've just uh, taught everybody here. What's that, that medicine again, and what dosage you're saying? Yes, it's called low dose naltrexone, or uh, you can Google it. It's just LDN. Just just Google LDN and start looking at some of the research that's out there. I go to a big conference every year in Vegas. Um, it's it's called A4M. It's a functional medicine uh, conference. It's huge. It's the largest one in the world. And um, the last time last year that I went, uh, there were probably fifteen or sixteen individual scientific lectures just on the medicine LDN. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, it's really being used for a lot of different applications, and they're finding some 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 very important 
um, results, uh, positive results with using LDN for many different types of disorders, but specifically autoimmune disorders. Wow, that's... It's, and it's very, it's very safe to okay. use. It's very right. safe. That is, uh, that is uh, amazing. Um, Nisha, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you can, if you want to find out more, by the way, you said that somebody, you could look at their labs and stuff. Is that you want to have the lab in a box? Could somebody send you some labs they got from somebody else? Uh, what do you yeah. like? Yeah. So either way, you could either just do a consultation with me, which means that you would send me what you have, what your symptoms are. We'd have you fill out a form, uh, a medical history form, so I could understand where you're at. And you could send me the labs that you've already had done or you had ordered at your medical office. In fact, if you uh, if you go to my book, Brilliant Burnout, um, Brilliant Burnout actually lists all the labs that you should have. And it's actually true for men and women. We order the same labs for the most part for men and women. Uh, because men and women have the same hormones, just in different ratios. And um, you could send me your labs and I could uh, just tell you my opinion of other things you could do besides just the run of the mill stuff. All right. That book is Brilliant Burnout, How Successful Driven Women Can Stay in the Game by Rewiring Their Bodies, Brains and Hormones by Nisha Jackson, PhD. Uh, We're going to talk. What are we going to talk about next time? Do you know? We're going to talk about uh, female hormones. You know, we still have not done a a show on female hormones. And I want women to know, especially first of the year, I want women to start the year out by checking where they're at, finding out why they're so tired, finding out why they're gaining weight, finding out why they have zero sex drive. I want women to know what they can do, what they can ask for when they go into the medical office. All right. That'll be next time. Make sure you tell your friends and subscribe, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find us, Facebook. Uh, Subscribe. Let people know. Share this. This is a really important show. And if you know anybody on Hashimoto's that thinks they might have, have that send them this show please until next time i'm rusty humphreys she is nisha jackson and this is the nisha jackson show 